Welcome to Pharmacy View, Technology and Pharmacy Business Podcast Series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. I'm your host, Scott Carpenter, and today's guest is sponsored by Shopfront Solutions, leading the way in digital marketing and communications providing a cloud-based platform for pharmacies to manage all of their digital messaging and print-based collateral. For more information on the Shopfront Solutions digital platform, simply go to the website at shopfrontsolutions.com.au. I'm talking today with Roger Simpson from The Retail Solution, who we've had the opportunity to chat with previously. Welcome, Roger. G'day, Scott. Great to be here again. Likewise. Now, for anyone who doesn't know you or The Retail Solution, uh, just give us a short update. Sure. So The Retail Solution, we're very much focusing around helping physical retailers to improve their customer service and increase their sales. And how we do that is really focusing on store managers, uh, retail managers, etc., to help them be amazing in-store coaches. And that's a weakness I see across a lot of retail businesses where you know store managers don't really learn how to, how to coach and get the best out of their team. So We've been doing that just for a few years now, Scott, about 25 years. So, uh, and look, I've, I've, I've had the pleasure of, I've got one client I'm doing some work with very soon, which is be our 21st year working with them. So it makes me, makes me feel pretty good when that happens. Yeah, you must be doing something right. And and again, for anyone that doesn't know you, we talk about the retail solution, but you've been doing and continue to do work in the pharmacy industry with quite a few pharmacies as well, pharmacy businesses as well. Absolutely. And yeah, so across a whole broad range of different retailers, but uh, yeah, pharmacy I've, I've worked with almost probably 25 years as well. And that's uh, certainly with the Terry Whites, the Chem Marts, the Capital Chemists and Ramsey Healthcare, et cetera. So uh, yeah, lots of different brands. So although not a pharmacist, uh, which anyone will uh, will tell by listening to me for about five seconds, Scott, I think I can offer a, like a broad perspective of what customers are really looking for and, and how do we deliver, deliver on that. Sure. So uh, Roger, what's happening in retail at the moment? It's been a uh, more than an interesting year, the, the, the COVID year 2020 and what's, what's going on? Yeah. Look, <laughs> interesting is a interesting word, Scott. So what we've Obviously, what we we saw last year, of course, with all the store closures, and particularly here in Melbourne where we are, I mean, we were the, the worst affected, and obviously that drove a lot of people online, and uh, so online sales have grown dramatically, uh, which to no one's surprise, I would think, and that trend has certainly continued. So they talk about it's sort of fast forward what was going to happen in five years, probably until about six to twelve months. So there's a lot of people obviously uh, shopping online, and and will continue to shop online. So that will never change. But what's interesting, Scott, is when we reopened, you know, there, there was quite a rush back to stores because I think what you know underneath it all, we're actually as Australians, you know, we love our shopping experience. So even some of it, some of the blokes out there. So so. So stores have been seeing customers come back, but certainly what I would suggest is that store visits are actually down. And then, of course, we had a bit of a resurgence, of course, because uh, as I said, you know, people people are going back into stores. So we got and, we got we got let out, Roger. We had to go and spend some of our money. Yes, exactly. And and that's and that has been an interesting point. Of, Point Scott, because obviously with no overseas travel, people are going. Well, I've got all this money I normally spend. What will I spend it on? So obviously, the, you know, the Bunnings of this world, JB Hi-Fi's, etc., Harvey Normans have had a, um, a terrific year last year as people invested in their uh, personal um, buying, but also um, on their house. So, and that 
that'll continue as we go forward a little bit as well until until travel starts to open back up again. But we're seeing that now in Australia, of course, is we've got domestic travel, so less money now being spent on retail on ourselves yep. because we can we can now travel, and we've also like job keepers um, now been turned off and job seeker cuts. The you know the the rent relief measures that were put in place as well have stopped. So vaccines are starting to roll out, although very slowly. But let's not get into that. And so we yeah so we're now seeing um, domestic travel and, and and a focus away from purely retail spend. So I, I expect to see um, um, this retail sales just sort of pulling back a little bit. Yeah. Oh look, um, I think you're aware of this. And uh, my eldest son's a builder here in uh, Melbourne, and. Two things have, well, two, a couple of things have happened is that the government investment into the building industry has yep. has really stimulated the industry, but mm. because of the COVID shutdowns in Australia and across the, the globe, building supplies are now in short supply. Amazing, and, yeah. Uh, and and because of that, prices have gone up. So so yes, the government's um, given a stimulus package to get it going, but everything's costing more at the moment because you just cannot get it. And, yeah, yeah. And even even having you know even with that shortage, you know, it's still actually hard. Most most builders have still got plenty of work, and certainly. My son's now booked out till probably late next year with his specialty building um, group because this is what people are now wanting to spend money on. Yes, um, not not going overseas as you mentioned, health and fitness and yep. um, home and lifestyle. So, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and and also I mean we still don't really know because you know we saw what happened in Perth very recently with that you know with the the lo- uh, the lockdowns and obviously what's happening in India which is absolutely tragic and yeah. and you know people coming back and so we, we still don't know whether we, we're going to have lockdowns, Scott. So uh, it's all up in the air. So that, you know this year will be a, I think an interesting year for retail. Yeah. And what we're seeing as well is that. Uh, like, uh, particularly in Melbourne, in the city, and in Sydney as well, it's still you know, there's been a lot of devastation around. A lot of retailers have had to close. Lots of cafes that were relying on on um, you know business time um, and lunchtime trade through business people. You know that just disappeared last year, of course, and it's slowly coming back. But yeah. a, a lot haven't survived. So there's still that. But there's a you know there's certainly some positives. You know we've got um, interest rates are low, and, and and as we know house prices are up. So that's a that's a good feeling. So yeah. So there's a little bit of both, but um, what was interesting, Scott, I, I did a poll on LinkedIn um, very recently. I, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, and I wanted to find out what would bring people back to a physical store. And I, so I sort of gave, uh, it was pretty much three options. There was, would you go in to a retail store because you, you get personalized experience, you know, for that personalized experience that you can't get online? Or would you go in because you want to touch and feel the products before you buy them? Or would you go in because you want to pick up the products right now? And the overall um, result, very clearly, at around uh, 52 53% was to touch and feel. And interesting, this poll must have absolutely hit a, hit a high note because, uh, or really resonated because I had over 38,000 views on that on that poll, Scott, which is, you know, wow. on average, I'd normally get maybe, I might be get, get about 5,000. So it just absolutely went um, ballistic. And okay. I, I've done polls before, and I might get maybe like a hundred votes if I, if I if I've done well. This yep. one got close to five hundred. So, as I said, it really resonated. And, and what that tells me is that this is this is the challenge. And I'll talk a little bit about the future of retail um, very soon. But yeah. the challenge about you know trying to purchase online, particularly around you know clothing, etc., footwear, it's really challenging because. Yes. We don't know what the product is, you know, unless we've bought it before and we're, and we're very sure. So, and the, the challenge, of course, is we get the product um, at home, gets delivered to us, of course, and then we open the box and uh, we go, oh, that's not really what I wanted or that doesn't feel right. Yeah. We're going to return it and yeah. all that sort of thing. So, so I just think, and again, you know, like, like 
you know, pharmacies are a little bit different, of course, as well. So, but for retailers, it's about, you know, how do I get my customers to come in knowing that they want to touch and feel? How do I make that really easy for them to do? And then I drop in that personalized experience as well, which did did poll pretty highly, you know, about 20, 24% or whatever, is that if I can add that personalized experience in as well, then bang, I've got a, um, I've got a, a fantastic offer that will entice customers to buy, buy more while they're there, which is what we know every retail store is all about yes, is yep. customers to buy more for the right reasons. And, and I've done a lot of work in, 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 uh, with all retailers and particularly in pharmacy around, you know, how do you increase the basket size, but in the right way, in the right way for the customer. And But that's an opportunity that you can only really do face-to-face. Yeah, so I think huge opportunity out there, Scott. Yeah, so look, on, on that, there's two little quick scenarios that I uh, can refer to. Yep. I thought I'd nailed the whole, you know, I don't have an extensive wardrobe these days, but um, I thought I'd nailed this particular pair of hiking pants that I, I wear you know, yep. fairly regularly. And I figured no problems now that I've got them. They're the right size. They're the right fit, even for my COVID body these days. And <laughs> I you know, ordered another pair online. And guess what? It's a different size. It's a different oh, cut. So, crazy. you know, I've then gone back to the retailer, uh, taken them back and said, look, you know, they're, they're not going to fit. Can I swap them from a different size? So whereas I thought I'd nailed this whole, yep. you know, here's a pair of shoes, here's the size that I am, or here's the pair of pants, here's the size I am. So so in that perspective, there could be an opportunity for pharmacy here, maybe, but because certainly with the fashion industry, it's not working. And I know the second one is my uh, daughter-in-law who is one of these online shoppers that orders a whole lot of um, tops or, or particular article of clothing, you know, tries them all on, picks the two or three, and then, yep. and then it's really easy to send it back. So, so you're doing this, this on and get your credit, credit back. So that's yep. really how, how online is both hindering and helping, isn't it? Yes, look, absolutely. And, and yeah, because we could see that uh, the retailers that were set up for online prior to the uh, you know the start of last year were doing really well and, and did really well last year because because this is this is the challenge I talk about Scott is that is that there's so much competition now and this applies to every retailer and particularly in pharmacy because you know that pharmacy is a very competitive um, industry yeah. that shoppers have so much choice and we've got to remove the friction and we've got to make it easy for customers anytime there's a little blip, where we go, it's just too hard. Yeah. Then it's so easy. If we're online, we'll just click away and go somewhere else. If we go into a store and it's just there's a there's a blip as well, you know what? I'm not going to come back here again. So the heat is on retailers and they've got to and in pharmacy as well, you've got to have an online presence. And yep. and that has to be absolutely seamless. So as a as a customer, I want to be able to shop how I want to shop. Don't it Retailer, don't tell me how I should shop. I want to shop if I'm on a if I'm on a tablet, if I'm on my phone, and I might be searching or I might be doing yep. whatever. I might want to just order it now and, and I'll have it delivered, or want to click and collect, yep. or I want to you know the BOPUS, um, you know buy online, pick up in store. That's that's becoming very popular, which is pretty pretty much click and collect. But yep. and it, every retailer has to make sure that it's absolutely seamless. So the pickup has to be. Easy. If, if I've got to try and find a car park and I've got to walk for you know 500 meters or whatever, well, why would I bother doing that? Whereas if I can, you know, de- dedicated um, car space, etc., 
all those sorts of things. So how do we how do we adopt technology to make it work for us and work for the customer? Yeah, really important. Absolutely. And I have had occasion in the last uh, two or three weeks to go back into Melbourne CBD. Yeah, um, haven't been been in there for over twelve months. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, let me tell you, yeah, the the bustling lunchtime streets are still not there. Yeah, no. However, the queues at the coffee shops are still there. So so mm. obviously something's going right and you're right quite a few empty shops absolutely um, that, yeah. that were, were there 12 months ago from that perspective yeah. um Roger, the other thing and I, I don't know whether you've caught up with the news yet i just saw a release in the last 24 hours that uh solomon lou premier investments has uh purchased as uh, poached the ceo of jp purchased, probably. Poached, yeah purchased <laughs> yeah so, i just uh, saw that just saw that scott so again from a retail perspective that would suggest that uh, you know he's his uh, JB Hi-Fi has been very successful for Absolutely. some time, yeah. And Premier Investments, you know, Solomon Lee is you know, one, probably one of the, the longest and most yep. highly regarded retailers in the country after yep. Jerry Harvey or with Jerry Harvey. And and the reality is that uh, he's he's pinched someone to do something with uh, the Premier Group. Absolutely, so. yeah. I, I just I just actually saw that this morning, Scott. So, and and I've I've done some work I've done some work over the last sort of ten years with the Just Group, so I do know them uh, do know them quite well. And yeah, I mean, Mark McGinnis did a, did an amazing job when he when he came in there. And I think he, I can't remember how long he's been there now. It might be close to probably ten years or eight years or something. I think. Yeah. And yeah, so he's he's uh, pulled the pin and and yeah, they were. I saw the search was on, and then I just saw that breaking news, and yeah, they've. So obviously the uh, yeah the CEO of, of JB has done an amazing job that's for sure so yeah, yeah and it's a it, but that's a you know that the uh, you know premier investments of um, because they are very much in the in the in the in the retail clothing you know they've got obviously Smiggle which has been an absolutely gangbuster brand yep. for them and done uh, really really well yep. uh, but they've got you know all the other brands that some have struggled a bit so but you know they've and of course they're they're at war at the moment with with a couple of uh, shopping centres around um, around rent. So yeah, lots of interesting things happening from so guess, investments. Yeah. So I guess the you know the reason I raise that is that really he, here's someone that says, well, retail's not dead. I've actually just got to rethink the way I do yeah. it, and I, and I need to bring in a different skill set. And you would suggest that you know JB Hi-Fi is very information and technology and online based. So yeah. obviously you know my analysis of that is that brings someone in who's actually got that level of expertise into as you've said the fashion industry. So. Mm. What's what's does the future of retail look like in your mind? I think the future of retail is really exciting, Scott. Very exciting, mm-hmm. daunting as well because there's a, a huge amount premised on technology. And yeah. you know, if we if we thought that you know, there's, there's a, a lot of technology now, let's just wait a few years and uh, see what happens. But it's, but it's going to be amazing because just what we've talked about, you know, the challenges about the um, and you know, alluding to my poll about trying things on, that's yes. that has to be a nut that has to be cracked by. With technology, and it's already here. Like we've got, um, you know, sort of augmented reality, where you know you wear the mask and you can actually, you know, like the old Star Wars game, etc., that you can fight <laughs> yeah. off the invaders. Yeah. Um, but it, but again, you know, that, that technology is here already, where you can actually, you know, put on the 3D glasses type of thing, and and you can look at, you know, look at products. Um, you can almost touch and feel them as well. So that and that will just become um, more and more and more familiar. And, and when online cracks that, because they will, then that's going to take a whole lot of pain, just like you said about, you know, because we'll actually send in our body size and you can already do that now. You, you know, you'll, you'll take measurements or you just run your phone over and it'll take the exact measurements for you. That'll be stored online. Scott orders his pair of hiking hiking shorts. That, yeah. um, that particular, um, you know, style's now been uh, been dropped or whatever, but we have this style yeah, here. That's because they don't want me in shorts anymore. <laughs> well, that could be the case, uh, Scott, but I, I won't comment about that. Yeah. But you, yeah, and, and so that it'll remove all that error. 
yeah. all those errors. So that's going to happen. And it's interesting that the next point I'm going to talk about is drone deliveries. Now, yeah. there was a trial, a pilot done in Canberra, and it's now probably two or three years ago. So this is not not, not current. And you know they, they got approved by, by CASA, as I understand, to run this trial. And you know, pharmacy was certainly involved in that. But you know, drones were delivering, you know, obviously pharmacy uh, products, which I think I think is a perfect example of you know how do you get to places out in the outback with um, pharmaceuticals. This would be a perfect way of doing it. But they're delivering pizzas, delivering coffee, delivering yeah. golf gear. So that has to be, has to become more commonplace. So, but I guess the challenge is, you know, you know again, the flexibility, because we can get, probably get products within half an hour then. And, you know, we all love getting getting things straight away now. That's the, that's yeah. the society we now live in. But we also what's going to happen is, is we're going to get inundated by, um, you know, 10,000 drones flying over. So. <laughs> so, so, so the buzzing that I'm hearing in, the, in my ears these days is just pretty much what's coming. Yeah. And look, you're probably aware, and, and certainly some, many of our listeners might be aware, that there's a drone delivery service in trial at the moment with uh, Lucy Walker and her team at Gundawindi, mm-hmm. Terry White, Kenmark in uh, southern Queensland, northern New South Wales. So I've uh, spoken to Lucy on a couple of accounts and uh, we'll catch up with her at APP, but I hope to have an episode with her and how that trial's gone in a couple yes. of months' time. So. Yeah, look, has to has to happen because you're you know, the old delivery boy at 15 after school or whatever on his bike. You know, it's a little bit hard to ride um, ride um, you know 50 k's these days. They probably couldn't even ride 500 meters, Scott. <laughs> without, without, without their parents following them in the car. So uh. that's true. That's brought back some memories, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. um, there's also also what is going to impact every single retailer is obviously artificial intelligence and big data man that's just going to be an absolute game changer because obviously and it's happening now of course is that um anyone who's on a on a you know like a loyalty card and and many of us are and you know you you got your you know your your woolies card of course and every time you go in there you scan because you want to get your bonus points etc but they know exactly what products i'm buying so what is interesting as well scott is they every week they serve me up offers of products that I would that I would normally purchase, yeah. and I quite like that, Scott, because they're serving me offers that are on discount. So, and being a you know, being a tight ass New Zealander, I will always <laughs> like to uh, take advantage of discounts. But obviously, they know they know that, that it's going to pull me into you know to go back to Woolies as opposed to going to Richie's or Coles or whatever. And yeah. I'm also going to buy more things because I'm not yep. just going to going to go in there and buy, which is sometimes what I do, but. This is the whole thing about big data, and it's and they they're going to be able to cut and splice this so they know exactly, and they're going to serve up offers of what I currently buy, but also they will also be able to serve up offers that I haven't even thought about, and yeah. this is where the add-on sales are going. So it's all about you know the personalised experiences are going to be the way of the future because. And that you know that's it's interesting what you know what they always talk, you know talk about you know back to basics and and you know things go around in circles. You, know, you think back fifty years, Scott. You go to your, you know we didn't have the choice we had by any stretch of the imagination now. No. But your shopkeeper knew who you were. They knew your family. They yep. knew what you know what you're doing on, been on your on your holiday, etc. Now it's it's very bland. You know you go in there and and, and you you know someone you know sort of, sort of finds a bit of interest and then says, "Oh, can I help you today?" And that's about it. 
Whereas what's going to happen is that through you know facial recognition, and, and this is this technology is already here as well, yes, they're going to yep. recognize who you are, and that will, will um, on my tablet, I'll get a note, Scott Carpenter's um, now approaching almost, and yep. it'll have Scott's previous purchases. It might, it might have um, Scott's been online and looked at this, at this, et cetera. Yep. So I can easily go, oh, g'day, Scott, how are you going? Hey, how'd you go with your, with your hiking, with your hiking shorts you ordered online? Yeah, they got returned, didn't they? Was there an issue there? And and again, oh god, this person knows exactly what I'm what I'm looking for. So, this is what technology is going to do for us. And retailers have got to get on top of and get amongst the technology that's coming up. So, because if not, you're going to be well left behind. Yeah, and and look, certainly if we relate that back to pharmacy, a couple of the big pharmacy brands and groups have been using the you know, loyalty customer data for some time. Yes, uh, absolutely. Know, if, you, if you signed up for notifications, you know, you'll get the specials that relate to yep. your history and your purchases. Yep. So, so I guess there's an advantage there if you're part of one of the bigger groups. You're already kind of you're seeing some of that happening anyway. And if you're on your own, then it might be something that you need to look into because again, it's not. Yeah, okay, yes, it's possibly a little harder or more challenging to do it for a one-off business, but it's not impossible no. by any means. By no, any means. and they'll, and, and they'll, you know, like anything with technology, it's expensive to start off with, but it becomes cheaper and cheaper as they roll out. So yeah. I, saw a, I saw an interesting report from McKinsey, who are a global yep. consultancy company, and they talked about, you know, the future of retail, and they talked about with some, um, you know, some futurists, and, and they talk about a store designed just for you. And, and they're talking about in 2030, shopping will feel incredibly personalized. It'll feel like the sales associates in that store know me as well as a close friend or maybe as well as a personal stylist. And that's wow. all, all from data. Yeah. And when you go into a store, you're um, in a particular area that you will walk. It sounds a bit creepy as well because Big Brother's watching. But you're yeah. going to have you know, music that you, that you like will actually um, will actually be playing. There might be um, various, depending on where you are, but you know, scents might actually uh, that you like to that you associate with are in the air, etc. You walk past a, a, a mannequin and the digital, so they're actually changing to represent what you would be looking at purchasing. So it's based, just based it's, on your, your information, your history or style history. Absolutely, and and, yeah. and you know you. This is the tip of the iceberg, Scott. Look, it's it's going to go in areas you know, we don't even you know we don't even know. Another area that we we talked about just before we came on was, of course, is three D printing. Yeah. And you know that's a, that's an interesting concept because you know that, that that's going to become so much easier. So uh, and, you know you think about a sports store or whatever or anything you know where, where, where it's a, it's a it's a physical product. I'll actually walk in there and I'll say like I'm after such and such, and they'll actually print it for me while I while I wait or yeah. I'll come back or whatever. So you know, and and you know, what that has an impact on pharmacy, I'm sure, Scott. Absolutely. Look, I, I've posed the question to a few pharmacists and, you know, is it feasible that at some stage in the future that, you know, common prescription drugs could be 3D printed in the pharmacy? Mm. But having said that, another really good example I've got, there's a, a purchase I'm looking at at the moment that needs a little bit of modification reasonably major purchase and part of that is that someone else has identified this same scenario as myself yeah. and they've started three 3d printing a solution to it so so it might not be a mass required product yeah it might be something that only 10 20 or 30 or 40 people need but someone that's got a 3d printing business has <laughs> has come to the same conclusion as me and so I'm going to now end up buying you know th these things these particular parts off this uh, 3d printer because no one else yeah. has solved this solution and it's local it's here in Australia but it could be anywhere Given, yeah, you know, logistics these days. That's for yeah, sure. and and just as you said that, Scott, that just it just leads me into again the things that COVID have taught us. 
is that you know and, and like any in any crisis there's always lessons that we need to learn one is that you know we are too reliant on 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 getting products from overseas so if you think about 3d printing is a perfect example is and and, and that'll become cheap fast and um, and efficient and good quality as well yeah. and if it's someone local scott then we are again buying local which has to benefit the community so uh, yeah, yeah and, and look i i don't see that as, as uh, fanciful as well scott i think that's absolutely on the on the card so uh and yeah. probably not too far away i would think no, i don't think so so uh Roger, if I'm a um, pharmacist, business owner, listening to us today, chatting away, what should we do right now? What could we do? Yeah, so so I guess there's, there's to me there's um, there's probably four things that, um, that you that every retailer needs to focus on, and, and, and particularly this this certainly applies to uh, pharmacy as well. And number one is I already mentioned about investing in technology. That's it's just you know critical that you you get amongst what's what's happening. And again, that you know, like the, I love that you're gonna have you're gonna have your conversation with the lady about drone deliveries. But yeah. again, you know, the you know, big data, you know, if you've got a loyalty card, how how well how well is that being used to identify customer trends, all those sorts of things. So yeah, so technology and, and also around the, you know that as I said about around the displays, et cetera. How yeah. do you how do you invest in technology? How do you know like for signage as well, Scott, you know, it's ridiculous with, with ticketing that we're you know we're printing <laughs> tickets and pulling them down and printing tickets and printing them yeah. down. So yeah. And I know that you've got some some answers on that as well. So so technology would be would be my, my number one thing is, is yep. you have to get it get across that. Number two is you absolutely have to invest in your people because and I, and I like what you said about the about the um, I think Richard Murray's um, current CEO yes. of JB Hi-Fi yep. Yep. is that physical retail is far from dead. In fact, there's a huge opportunity here for the strong ones to you know to really become even stronger, and that is. And physical retail is about people, Scott, as you know. Yep. So yep. you've got to double down. You've got to recruit the right people. You've got to train them well, um, induct them well, train them. And also you've got to coach them as well. And that's, um, you know, that's my soapbox that I'll always be on <laughs> until, I've, until I have no more voice, Scott. So you've got to create, you know, as I said, is it, is it people still want to come in? Yeah. When they come in, how do we create that amazing experience that, that my competitor is not doing? Not doing. Yeah. And look, what was coming to mind as you were saying that was maybe not as long as my, my um, career history, Roger, but I've seen multiple, multiple times business owners that have moved from one business to another to yeah. change with the time. So so one thing is you can transform your existing business, but but I've seen multiple cases where they've sold off that business and actually invested in something else and now even more successful in, in a new arena. Now, I'm certainly not suggesting that 15,000 pharmacists should all of a sudden decide to become something different, but certainly there could be someone listening here today that says, well, okay, hey, yeah, we've been doing this for a long time. Potentially the market's coming to an end because technology and customer demands are changing it. And now actually is it time to, to look at a different market altogether? There's just, as I said, there's there's multiple instances out there yep. where that's happened yeah absolutely absolutely and number three scott is that is that stores have to look great yeah they've got to be and in the and again i talked before about about taking away the pain points for shoppers so we've got to have our store looking great easily to, easy to navigate around and back to technology as well scott is we've got to make sure that a customer can find out if the stock's available easily yep. Easily, yeah. Because to me, there's in 2021, there should be no excuse for someone ringing a store and go, do you have such and such? I'm not sure if we do. On our computer, it's saying no stock or whatever, but I'm not really sure. You know, that it just can't happen because it, it's, it takes effort now to go into 
into a physical store where it's easy yeah. to shop online. And if I'm going to go into a store and I've checked and they've told me it's it's in store, I get there, it's not there, then I'm going to be I'm going to be pretty frustrated. So having your store looking great is, is number three. And number four is we've talked a little bit about um about community and 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 buy local. And I think that's you know this is where I mean pharmacy is called community pharmacy, Scott. Yes. So even more so now is they've got to connect with their community. And this is where I think, you know, retailers can make a huge difference and really stand out by having local products. And again, you know, some some of that applies to pharmacy, some of it doesn't. But again, make it a community hub. What am I, how am I showing up in my community? What am I doing? And pharmacy in particular is that they can run events and, 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 a, and a number of pharmacies do this really well. But be known for the pharmacy that does X and yeah. I'll do a little a little shout out to to Samantha at Charnwood Capital Chemist Charnwood in, in Canberra, yep. and she you know like wound care was her thing that she wanted to be be known for, and she's got people driving from all over Canberra to come come and see her. So that's you know that's one example, and so this is what community pharmacy is all about. You know what what can we be known for? How do we you know, become that hub that people will actually? And again, if you've got the facilities, you could do health talks there. Yep. You could. Again, depending on your size, but again, you might have meetings, you know, whatever. But just trying to think outside the box of just, I'm open to serve customers. Well, I think we need to be more than that now. So those would be the four things I I would suggest that everyone needs to focus on. Yeah. And and look, if I refer back to the Gundawindi scenario, again, with another client of mine, I know Lucy and the team at Gundawindi actually have monthly online healthcare training. Fantastic. So so not only can you have it in store, in front of your locals, but, but they're actually then recording that or actually going live to the remote locations and, and people as well from that perspective. Absolutely. So, and it's, a, it's got, that's a, that's a perfect example because you're absolutely yeah. right about being the, you know, the, 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 the focal point around health, because that's what, that's what community farms is all about. Is how do I help my community be, be healthier and stay healthier longer? So, that's a perfect example around, you know, like running Zoom meetings or whatever, and it could be a topic around, you know, how to, you know, ward off the um, common common cold and flu this 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 cold and flu season, yeah. and you know, our special guest is, um, you know, pharmacist Bill or whatever it is, or pharmacist yep. Mary, and yep. you know, we're doing a fifteen minutes or whatever, and and again, you know, and so having a database where you can where you can communicate with your customers as well, so. Because that's what technology can be used for, Scott, is is how do we become informative and helpful yep. so that when they need something, we're the first brand they think of. <laughs> yeah, that was it. pharmacy is, is still rated as is the most trusted Absolutely. healthcare destination in the community, you know, bar, bar none, and, and utilise that as the um, as the service. So, Roger, mate, that's been great again to chat today. I really appreciated your time. Um no doubt we will chat again at some stage in the near future, but uh, continue to enjoy the world that is retail and uh, I'll continue to enjoy the, the world that is pharmacy. All right, thanks for your time, Roger. Thank you for listening today. Pharmacy View is a technology-focused podcast provided by Melbourne-based business Arian Technologies and Shopfront Solutions. Over the podcast series, our guests include pharmacists, retail managers, wholesalers, suppliers and industry technology partners. If you would like further information on our podcast series or to participate in one of our episodes, feel free to send me a message or touch base through the Pharmacy View website, pharmacyview.com.au.